guys, today is action-packed. I uh, I hope you bought, brought your uh, superhero capes because this this what we're gonna go over today is gonna be superhero. First, we're gonna do some kind of boring stuff to set the scene, and then we'll get into the real real meat of it. That's gonna gonna kind of blow your mind. Uh, that's my goal. So uh, first thing we're gonna discuss is supporting tasks. What are supporting tasks? So uh, supporting tasks are everything that go around your main thing. So let me paint a scenario for you that all of you should know. It's, it sounds rhetorical, but it's uh, essential. If you build a house and then you rip out the support beams, what, what happens to the house? Sounds silly, I know. It collapses, right? It collapses. Yes. Pretty, pretty basic, pretty simple. It collapses. And yet, so many of the supporting aspects of your business uh, agents entirely ignore. So let me give you an example. Lead gen, contacting new people, is useless without follow-up. It really is. Statistically, it is useless. It will Pretty much all of it will be a waste if you do not properly follow up, right? But then in follow-up, not using your CRM significantly increases the likelihood that you will miss out on opportunities. It'll mean that you have to talk to more people to increase your stress, the chaos, right, right, right? So we don't do just one task. When we say we do lead gen, lead gen is a multitude of one main task and multiple supporting tasks. And those supporting tasks are just as important as the main task. Just because the main focus, let's say, is lead gen does not mean that tracking in real time, adding them into your CRM, putting them on a follow-up plan, are in any way less important. They are significantly important. And again, lead gen is pretty much useless without follow-up, without CRM, without time management. So they all cohesively go together. Now, what we're going to run in through is I'm going to run through a couple things for you um, today that will show you how supporting tasks fit into a main category. And then I'm also going to reveal to you um, one of the most powerful strategies I use and have used, and I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that teaches it quite. Like people teach parts of this, but as as a whole that I do, um, that helps it to where I rarely would have to show more than a two or three homes. Um, I rarely had uh, clients haggle me over offers. Um, I mean, you'll you'll just see, and we'll really get into it. So let's talk about a couple instances of supporting tasks and where they fit in. So lead gen isn't just lead gen. You need to time block for it. Of And the time blocking is doing the actual lead gen strategy, inputting leads into your CRM in real time, tracking in real time, putting them on a follow-up plan, and then reviewing those results, right? So you can understand, hopefully, that there's a main thing, but then there's multiple supporting uh, tasks. Does that make sense? Just type in the chat, yes, if that makes sense. I want to make sure that's clear before I start talking more. Now, it's your main task with your supporting tasks that creates your process. That's what makes it a process, right? Just sitting down and calling someone is not a process. A process is a series of steps designed to produce a result. What's your process? Most agents don't have a lead gen process. They just have a lead gen time block. 
That's why a lot of lead gen proves very ineffective. There's no process. How do you process this? How do you get this through? How do you produce the results you want? So um, what are some of the, and if you guys want to unmute real quick, what are some tasks that you guys do, some main tasks that have supporting tasks to go with them? Like give me some examples. And then we're going to get into this strategy that's pretty insane. Cash, I see you on mute. Go ahead. Paperwork for the deals. So contract paperwork, right? Right. So that's the main task. And then some of the supporting tasks might be following up with the lender, right? Communicating certain things, uh, getting your clients to sign paperwork, getting the other side to sign paperwork, right? Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Now, here's the thing. A lot of agents, because they don't have a process, they miss steps. They become very frantic and inconsistent on timing and quality because they don't actually have a process. They know things they need to do, but they haven't created a process for it. So again, once again, they get the inconsistent results. So now let's talk about basically the super secret strategy. And when I say super secret, it's just because I haven't taught it before. Um, and this is a, this is a killer. Um, so how many of you, uh, show homes to clients and, um, feel like you show too many homes and that's a subjective thing. Like you have clients that you show homes to, and you're like, man, I'm showing them too many homes for the amount of offers that we're not writing. You know what I'm saying? Type in the chat. Yes. If that's you, if you've got like clients and you're like, I'm showing them too many homes right? Like I'm showing them too many homes for the amount of offers that we're not writing. <laughs> right? How many of you have uh, clients that want to do crappy offers on homes, right? Like, like they go see the home and it's in their budget, but they still want to lowball. They still, or they still want to squeeze. Right? Makes sense. Now, let me ask you this, okay? Um, so let's see. Who would want to volunteer to, to walk me through how they do a, a buyer uh, showing, right? We'll just say, you know, just walk me through what you do, like as far as, well, I'll ask you a couple questions. They'll be easy questions that you'll be able to answer, no problem. Anybody want to volunteer? I'll do it. Uh, who said that? Joy, Joy. All right, Joy. So, so first question is before you uh, take a buyer on a showing, right? So all focused on doing the showings. Uh, what kind of prep work do you do to get ready for the showings? Um, so usually I've already met with them, kind of talked about what they're looking for. We've already done like a, a search. They've sent me, we make a list of homes. And then of course I set up an itinerary. Set up the itinerary, get it scheduled, go see some homes, right? Right. And I have all my MLS sheets printed out, that kind of thing. Awesome. Yep. You got the information on hand just in case something comes up. Not like we're going to remember it all. That's <laughs> no way. Um, not me. And then uh, when you're doing showing homes, you know, um, is it what, what, what do you typically do when you're showing homes? Like, and, and it could be nothing, by the way. Like, you can just, some agents love to just let their clients run. Others love to walk with them. Like, what's your personal process when you when you get to a home with them? 
So um, usually I'll obviously open the door, go in, and um, I don't necessarily walk around with them, but I make sure that I tour the whole home completely too. So I can, and I usually, I kind of let them do that. And then I kind of either trail a little bit behind or maybe I'm not right. right you don't want to, you want to like be creepy. Right. Right. Hey guys, how's it going? Do you see the bathroom? Yeah. It's really nice. But if I see something like <laughs> a cool feature, especially that they are wanting, I'd be like, Oh, Hey, did you guys see it already has like, I don't know, a fence in yard. That will be really great. Did you guys check that out? Or so while I'm going through, I kind of check off like, oh, look, it's meeting this, this, this of their criteria. Right. And then right. after we both looked at it, we'll meet and I'll ask them what they like and they don't like. Love it. So you said, after you're done with that, you know, you lock up the house, do whatever you need to do. And then basically kind of review uh, what they thought of the property. Right. Okay, cool. That's all I needed, Joy. This is fantastic. So for everybody else, uh, how similar to for what Joy does do you do, right? She makes sure that she's got the home set up on the MLS, right? She schedules it for them, which is convenient and awesome. Has her MLS sheets available, fact sheets, so that if they ask a technical question or something, she can just reference it, um, right? She tries to make sure that the highlights are there when they're in the home, Um and then reviews it afterwards, right? W would this be pretty similar for most of you guys? Yeah, me are pretty much same thing, right? Bring highlights, you cut, you let them lead. Yeah, which is smart, by the way. Um, Pete, you want people to, you can't, you want to give them that distance. Yep. So if you notice, right, it's pretty consistent. Um, and this is good, by the way. Everything Joy said is fantastic. Now, here's where we're going to take it to the next level before you even show the homes, how to set yourself up to show the least amount of homes possible and get the most, the, the quickest path to getting an offer written, a strong competitive offer written. Okay. So you do your prep work. Here's how I'm going to walk you through this pro process. First, let's just briefly talk about showings and their supporting tasks. Showings, their supporting tasks is you need to book travel time. A lot of agents make that mistake and they don't book travel time. Um, you need to do that. You need to book the actual showing time. You need to map it out for your clients. Um, then uh, you're going to uh, update, whether that's making notes to yourself or uh, in real time, any, any notes that your clients give you, right? Feedback. You need to be listening to them, right? And you need to be updating. A lot of agents will go to a showing and they'll forget to listen to their clients give feedback. And then that doesn't that doesn't do you any favors and it makes them feel like they're not or heard. Um, but now let's talk about what we do prior to the showing. And this is your super moneymaker, okay? Tried, tested, and proven. Um, it's going to sound like a lot. It's only going to sound like a lot because I'm explaining the details to you but the actual process is very fast, very efficient, and you can do from home. So here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. And this is why supporting tasks are so important. And we're going to talk about mindset of why I'm telling you what I'm telling you right now. You're going to make a video. So I'm going to talk to one of you and kind of walk just so I have a character to talk to. In fact, since Joy was so awesome to volunteer, I'm going to say Joy's my client. So here's what I'm going to do. Obviously, I know 
some of the basics of what Joy's looking for because we have the homes, price ranges, right? Areas, you know, some things like that that all of us would have. I'm going to, the night before, send Joy a video. You can use Loom, it's free. There's a paid version too, but you really don't need it unless you really are sending out a buttload of videos. I'm gonna use Loom, I'm gonna do a video. I'm going to make sure I show my face, right? Show my face so that Joy can see me and hear me. This is very important and it sounds silly. Just bear with me as you listen through this, okay? First of all, I'm making a connection with Joy that any every other agent isn't doing. Most agents will just set up the listing appointment. They might even do a phone call, but we are connected to people when we see them, when we hear them. And so I look for every opportunity to be in front of my clients, even if it's from a distance with a video, because it increases your loyalty. Look up some stats around that. I didn't have time to do it today. Uh, it increases their loyalty and their connection to you, which is very powerful. Okay. So I'm going to send this video to Joy. And here's what I'm going to do I'm going to send Joy, start looking at my notes here, a video where I have on my browser, I have the MLS sheet for, or I have the MLS listing of the home we're going to see. Then I have comps of that home. And then I have um, a Google Doc that I'll tell you what's in that Google Doc in just a second. So here's how kind of the video goes. I'm going to be like, Joy, super excited for us seeing these homes tomorrow. I cannot wait. Hey, just wanted to do a quick review for you to set us up to win tomorrow, right? You can say it any way you want. I love the word win because people just know, know what it means and has a very positive effect on people. I, so then they have an incentive to watch the video, setting us up to win tomorrow, which implies if you don't follow these steps, you're going to lose tomorrow, right? So setting up to win tomorrow, Joy, okay? So here, let's get into it. First house, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to show them the listing. And you're probably thinking, Robert, they've already looked at the listing. They added it to their list. Really? Do you know what they looked at? Or did, do you know if they just saw the price and said, yeah, that price looks good. Let's go see the house. Waste of time. Right? It is. It is. You don't know if they just saw the picture of the bathroom and said, I love that bathroom and said, yep, add it to the list. We'll go see it. That is very inefficient and very wasteful and absolutely will prevent you from making more money, right? And scaling. And it will waste their time, right? So I show Joy the listing and I'm actually going to go over the features in the home that maybe she knows, maybe she doesn't. I don't know what she looked at, but I'm going to make sure she knows what the features of this home, according to the listing, has, okay? I'm going to go over any important things about the home as well that maybe they overlooked or maybe something they didn't understand. Sometimes agents put things in there that a client may not understand, but an agent will understand what it means. If there's a property uh, disclosure, right, um, then I'll actually go over that. I'll be like, Joy, uh, this is a property condition disclosure. Uh, everything looks good. Nothing to see here, but I just wanted to show you real quick. It looks good. We'll review this again later when we make an offer on this home or only if we make an offer on this home. But what if there's a crack in the foundation? Do you think that the, your clients are reading the property disclosures? They're not just going to tell you that right up front. If there's a crack in the foundation, 
would that not be a deal breaker for most of your clients? If it didn't come with a washer and dryer, if it didn't have the thing that they were expecting, that maybe even was showed in the pictures or shown in the pictures that they expected to receive, would that not cause a negative feeling towards that home? Maybe have them reconsider whether it is a home they want to buy. Hopefully you guys are following me so far, okay? So I'm gonna show those important things, the features, all of what's available on the MLS. Um, we might, I might call the agent or whatever. Agents are terrible to read and a lot of them don't really know their properties that well, if I'm being honest. What you see on the MLS is usually the extent of the agent's knowledge about the property. Just being really honest with you. The good ones will know more, but a lot of them don't. So I'm gonna reiterate the price. I'm going to actually say the price to Joy in this video. I'm gonna be like, enjoy uh, those features, this home, this price. We've looked at some pictures now. Um, and I'm going to be like, and this is the price, right? Along the way on Joy's checklist, I'm going to mention which things are on Joy's checklist. Why would I wait to mention those things um, in person? I'm going to do it again uh, prior to uh, going. And so I'm going to mention these things, check those boxes, right? Walk. I'm walking Joy through the process already of making a decision on this home before we even see it. Okay. And then... I'm going to pull up comps for that home. Now, let me ask you guys this. Before you show a home, how many of you draw comps on it? Genuinely asking. Th don't feel bad if you don't, okay? Like I the vast majority of agents I know do not pull comps before they show a home. They'll pull comps when they write an offer. They'll pull comps when they, um, when the client says like, how much is this home worth? But very few agents I know pull comps before they show a home. Very few. And when I say comps, I mean like that you really, you did your due diligence on the comps. So what I'm doing in this video is then after I go over the MLS listing and everything like that, I pull up the comps and I go, Joy, I also wanted to take a moment to show you what homes similar to this are going for. And what I'm doing is I'm teaching Joy and I'm handling objections from Joy, who's already going to think homes are overpriced. Do you know why? Because she has to buy it. Every time you have to spend money, it's always overpriced. doesn't matter how much it is. It's always overpriced, right? Just like sellers always believe their homes are underpriced, right? So I'm going to show Joy, hey, this home is 390 and similar comps. Let me show you these similar comps. They're sitting right at 390. And then after I show her those comps, I'm going to tell her what a competitive offer would look like for this property. Here, Joy, is what a competitive offer would look like based off of homes just like this that sold. So if we want to win, here's, the, here's an, a very strong competitive offer. And I say, now we have flexibility and we can tweak it a little bit more. Now remember, this is not, don't confuse this. I do this before showings, before someone says they want to write an offer. Right? So don't confuse this. Everything I'm telling you is, oh yeah, I do that. If, if you do it before, but a lot of people, uh, so you're bringing, so Mira, you're bringing them with you. That's not what I'm saying. This is all before you see the homes, all before you see the homes. I go over this with, uh, I send this to joy the night before, right? And then I turn around 
And because what this does is this helps to actually filter out homes one last time before you go. It makes sure that at the base level, they've seen all the available public information before they go, because a lot of people will just see one thing and they go, let's go see the house. I want to make sure that there is no information available possible and, and no uh, information available possible that they have not seen about the home to help them make a decision before they go. What I'm also doing is I'm setting the expectations of what is a good offer on this home. And, and it's pretty powerful, guys, because then what happens is, is that I've definitely had clients who turn around and, and get, get ready for this, okay? So then we go through the home and we're actually doing the showing, right? I direct them straight to the highlights. And when I say direct, I don't say I walk them to it. I just remind them where they are at to make sure we check those boxes of the highlights and that they see everything that they needed to see, right? But then when they're interested, I always ask them, would you like to make an offer on this home, right? And when they say yes, I go, good. Would you like to use the offer we already discussed? Because we did discuss an offer already. I already showed them what a competitive offer looks like. Mira, you don't get to decide what's a good deal. See, that's something that agents do. They think they know what a good deal is. Clients are the only ones who decide what's a good deal. Do you know why? Because clients will overpay for something, but if they love it, it's a good deal. Clients will underpay it and be upset and miserable because they don't feel it's a good deal, even though statistically it's a good deal. So this is why you focus on these questions and the highlights and walking them through the process. Ramin says, is it when they decide to see and you book the showings? Yes, that's right. They want to see the homes. They give me, oh yeah, let's go see these eight homes this weekend or something like that. All right, let's get to work because I don't want to waste my time. So I'm going to do this little bit of prep work. It's not as much as it sounds. Um, it's very quick and easy to do. Now, if you're, you're new to it, it's going to take a little bit of learning curve, but once you get it down, it's very fast, right? Then at the end, then the next part of the video is I ask them to have some fun and I go, Joy, let's have some fun, by the way. I'm super curious. Would you rank these homes for me? One through 10, one being the best. I'm really curious which you think number one is. What I'm doing is I'm already making Joy decide which one she wants to see the most, which one checks the most boxes. I'm not assuming right? I'm making her actually, so I went over all these facts and all these features, price, competitive offer, all these things that are the determining factors when someone buys a home. And then I'm saying, now go rank it for me, Joy. And what is Joy going to do? She's going to sit down and she's going to think about it. And I just gave her all this fresh information so that she can make a really conscious decision about it, right? A very educated, informed decision about it. Then she's going to rank them. Then I'm going to try, and this doesn't always work because booking schedules, but I'm going to try to make sure the first home we see is her number one, right? And then at the end of the number one showing, you know what I'm going to do? Not only am I going to ask an offer, but if they say they want to go see number two, but number one, we walk through the process and it's, it's everything right, I'm going to turn around and say, okay, this is your number one. Are you sure you want to lose number one to go look at number two? Or 
you told me this was your number one. Has anything changed to where it's not your number one anymore, which it's very unlikely it will because we've been so thorough up until this point. Or what changed to make this not your number one anymore? I'm going to get to the bottom of this because we're not going to play a game fishing around. Oh, it's not my number one anymore. I don't accept that. You got to tell me, why is this not your number one? Right? We got to get to this because I'm not going to spend weekend after weekend after weekend having you not make up your mind. So you see what I'm doing is I'm walking them through the process. I'm setting the expectation before we ever get to the home of what offer they're going to make, that they're going to make an offer. I've made sure that they cover the highlights. I've looked for every opportunity to get them to back out of seeing this home if it's something that they are not 100% serious about putting an offer on. So many agents will go show homes for clients that don't even want to buy that home. Why on earth would you show a home to a client who doesn't think they'd make an offer on it? You guys follow me so far? Is this making sense? All right, so here's the final question that I do in the video, how I kind of wrap it up to the, for them when I, when I um, send it over. I go, for, and I do this for each home, I ask this question. Uh, after this review, Joy, are you still serious about seeing this home and potentially putting a competitor, competitive offer on it tomorrow? I'm making them actually decide, right? I've given them fresh information. I've set expectations. I've been very clear and direct, very thorough. And now I'm making them make a commitment to me, which is essentially, yes, I'm serious. And yes, I'm going to write an offer on this home as long as it checks out. Can you say again the part? You know, I love that. Damn, After know. this review, so yeah, after this review, are you still serious about seeing this home and potentially putting a competitive offer on it tomorrow? All right, so now I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret that most agents aren't aware of. Most agents let other people run their business for them. They let clients decide how their business runs, and the agents spend all their time reacting all the time. Lenders do this too. Reactive, 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 reactive. Here's the thing. I'm not going to wait for a client to fish through. Your clients are not experts. Don't let them run your business. You establish the system and process to make them win. And I always talk about how I help clients win. Let me show you my process, Joy, on how we're going to win this weekend. Right? I set them up, man. They, they, man, they getting ready. I'm their coach. I'm like, you ready? Boom, 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 boom. It's game time, right? Like I, I, I stoke up my clients. I'm like, you ready for this? Here's my process to win. Here's what nobody else is telling you. I'll tell you, here's what other agents won't do, but I will. And here's how this helps us win. 